The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. <laughs> it is a Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, and here from the star in Frisco, it is time to preview the Cowboys and the New York Giants. Week three of the NFL season is here, and we are back with Patrick Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, Isaiah you ready to rock? It's freaking time to go, boys. Tis. Yes. Yeah. Extra day. You know, we get the extra day off. Extra day off. So we got to pull it back a little bit. But it's doggone stay with your chest Friday. Do we really have to pull it back a little bit? No. I, I, did, I did not agree. I just, <laughs> some, some people aren't ready. Well, they're going to have to get ready. Okay. I'm with okay, you on that. Because you don't slow down I'm with for you. those that can't catch up. I'm you with force you. them to catch up. Okay. It's Ooh, like catching okay. an Amtrak. Catch up would get left behind. Okay. Catching an the Amtrak. Amtrak is leaving the station, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I could just see Isaiah just full on oh, pump dude. mode getting Absolutely. down that, that six train million track. dollar man. Uh, the old school yeah, like yeah. Fast and Furious movies Moving where they were it. always hopping on trains and stuff. Like I would have been yeah. that guy. They were jumping yeah. through buildings. buildings. Yeah, exactly. They were jumping through a bunch of stuff. Grabbing helicopters out the air. Yeah, it's fitting that uh, Patrick would bring up the word ketchup in this uh, first segment. Oh, he's got that red hat work working. Clean, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It uh, actually is know. really nice. It, it's yeah. a cowboy's hat, but it's like pure red. It is. It is a, a rare colorway. The, the pure, unadulterated red, which is my second favorite color, black being the first. You know, go dogs. Um, but <laughs> it, it's most certainly not you know implicit of any ketchup because, as we all should well know. Ketchup kind of sucks. So what? Yeah, ketchup. Oh, no. Are we gonna have that conversation right now? We only got forty-five. We don't have to. Ketchup is awful, and let's move on to the next one. It's awful. Wow. We're gonna. I'm gonna wow. schedule a date in it's the off season. That's just, that's, this that's is an, a, a full forty-five minute off season. Even your headphones disagree with no, you. No, that's just because the hair. Is no, your headphones disagree. No, the hair is luxurious. When's the, when's the bye week? When's the bye week? So you know, November. Let's schedule bye week conversation. It needs to happen. It's an international conversation that needs to be had, and I am willing to be the champion for the lesser voices in the room who understand fully that ketchup is not that dude. What are you... Never, let's, never mind. No, just pause. No, we'll, we'll wait till November. A referendum. I love you too, ketchup. Man. We'll wait till November. We're going to hit wait this. Wait till November. This is going to be November. the great ketchup debate of 2022. Ooh, I like this. Uh, yeah, this is uh, not... I learn so much about Patrick every single day. Every day, right? Hey, you, there's, you learn there's all the new every There's day. layers to this onion, my friend. <laughs> A lot of layers. <laughs> onion stank! <laughs> no. Misconception. Nice Onions don't stink, they just make you cry. <laughs> oh man. All right, Rob. News and notes as we enter this Friday. We've got some uh interesting comments to catch up on. You want to start? Let's see what you did there. I don't want to see what you did there. The catch up on. Feeling punny today. Smooth. Oh, yeah. Feeling uh, punny. No, I don't want to start with it. I want to get everything else out of the way. Okay. And then I want to talk about what Jerry Jones said yesterday. So just yesterday. brass tacks. Like, Correct. What does the injury report say? Let's yeah. just start with that. Okay? okay. Six guys did not practice yesterday. Trayvon oh. Diggs, excused for a personal matter. J. Ron Curse and Connor McGovern coming back from their injuries in week one. 
still rehabbing. Micah Parsons had an illness yesterday, negative for COVID, according to Jerry Jones. And Mike McCarthy said on the fan just now that you know he's trying to get back into work today. We'll see. They're in pads today. It's like a normal Thursday practice. Dak Prescott did some stuff early before practice, some non-throwing stuff with a training ball and a no football, trying to do some footwork. He's you know he's trying to get back ASAP. Rocky. That's right. Dalton, Dalton <laughs> he's rocking it up. Dalty, 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 Dalty Schultz did not practice, but uh, as Mike McCarthy said, he's trying to go on an incline and push towards possibly playing on Monday night. And uh, Michael Gallup's on the injury report, but as expected, he's a full participant on Thursday. Today is Friday. We'll see what he does. Mike McCarthy just said he had about 16 to 18 plays yesterday, and they're trying to ramp that up. They're trying to get him ready for Monday Night Football. There you go. That would be huge. Uh, That's Michael Gallup's first full participation in practice since suffering the torn ACL. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for that huge step forward towards his return, there it is. Now today, as as Rob said, uh, today will be the next big step forward in that the Cowboys and the trainer Britt Brown after yesterday's practice, they likely took him in, checked for swelling and things of that nature. And if he reacted well to yesterday's full workload and he's again a full participant in practice today, all signs are pointing towards Monday night football. Yeah. They, Don't look too excited, Isaiah. Media almost got him yesterday. It was, you know, because he yeah, said something yeah. like, this is his first game coming back. Yeah. And so Todd Archer was like, so he's playing? He's back. I hope no, so. I hope so. I hope, I hope so. so. I am calm. I, so. I am calm. I, I am calm. I am calm. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, we had the conversation yesterday. You can check it out on yesterday's episode, Talking Cowboys. But Isaiah, you, you were just a little bit paused. You had a little bit of a hesitation to really throw him right back into the fire. Sounds like they're not doing that initially, which is good. You don't want to just overstay his workload or overload his workload, I guess, uh, heading into this first matchup. But we do have some audio. This is from Jerry Jones, an impromptu meeting with the media yesterday. And it was impromptu from the media to have a whole slew of storylines kind of just thrown onto their plate. I mean, Rob was busy yesterday. He was up here late a little bit doing some work. You could check out on DallasCowboys.com the stories about this. But here's the audio from Jerry Jones. I'm not even going to give it any preface. Nope. I just want to let it speak okay, for itself. It be something if you had a dilemma as to uh, which way you go. You do that if he gets 10 wins. <laughs> Same thing that happened with Prescott. I think like that. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. Of course that means we'd won. If it comes in here and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk New York to get that. <laughs> My favorite part of that is John Michaud asking the good question. about. So you would want that? He goes, of course I would. Of course John goes, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Back off. All right. <laughs> I got you. So – the the thought process here from Jerry Jones is he's hyping up the backup quarterback. He's saying, Cooper Rush, I need you to play. I want you to play what Dak Prescott's level is. The backside of that is Dak Prescott is your $40 million quarterback that's now in a quarterback controversy, seemingly, or at least mm-hmm. Jerry Jones wants it to be a quarterback controversy. Patrick, what are your thoughts on what Jerry had to say yesterday? Uh, you know, it was uh, eloquently timed by Ezekiel Elliott to be in, you know, to conduct his um 
outside of the locker room press conference on the heels of that. And I, I love how Zeke reacted because it was kind of thrown right in front of him because they were like, well, what about – and they were referencing the Steve Young comment about how Dak Prescott needs to, quote, unquote, learn from Cooper Rush, a laughable a laughable take. but mm-hmm. um, And that's what Zeke was initially responding to. And he said, hey, you know, the more outlandish things you say about the Cowboys, the more clicks and views you get. And then one of the reporters threw out there and said, hey, well, Jerry just said it similarly. And he was like, oh, well, you know, there you go. He was like, it's, it's all marketing. It's all <laughs> marketing. Valid point. And, and I s- use that to segue to this. Zeke who? Do, do we all remember that? That yeah. line? When the, during the negotiations with Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, Tony Pollard, that conversation. And, and off the cuff, just being playful, but marketing at the same time, he said, Zeke And then immediately said, you know, I could make those into some shirts. This is how Jerry Jones's mind works. Now, that said, I believe it's also true that there was a little bit of spin put to his words because here's my take and everybody can interpret it how they like. Number one, yes, it was marketing because ever since he said it, every single Cowboys podcast article that has spoken about the Cowboys is now talking about it. So mission achieved. Um, But also basically what he's saying is he wants his backup to play so well that it creates a good problem. That's what he's saying. He wants Cooper Rush to go out there and play such elite football that it creates a national conversation about should Cooper Rush remain in QB1 spot. The reality is no. No, 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 it's not going to happen. Number one, Dak Prescott's not going to be out long enough for Cooper Rush to rally off 10 wins because Jerry Jones did also (laughs) mention 10 consecutive wins. That's what Dak Prescott did, which made it difficult to put Tony Romo back in. Cooper Rush not going to have the time to do that. At best, we hope Cooper Rush wins the three or maybe four plus games, depending on when Dak Prescott Prescott is available to come back. But it's not going to be a QB controversy. Will it be a conversation nationally? Yes, because every little thing is. And when there's not a little thing about the Cowboys you talk about, the national shows create a thing. So that was going to be created anyway. Yeah, but it's a little different when your owner's the one that's saying it. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, there's a motivation tactic with it, but there's also, I mean, there's controversy that comes with everything that's said with the Cowboys and especially if Jerry Jones says it it holds a little bit more weight I think I think no C just pretty much touched on it in regards to Jerry being Jerry trying to keep his names in the front of mm-hmm. of the the papers and the headlines and it worked it worked and he's done it for a very long time he knows how to do that and it ultimately again repeating what no C said you want your backup to play so well that when your starter comes back, the starter now feels his, like his job is threatened regardless of what his check states. It's a good problem when your number two is playing as good as or better than what your, your QB1 was playing because yeah. now he has to elevate his game. It's the reason why I've always sat here and said I think that there needs to be competition at every position. Mm. All right, I've, said, I've gone on record saying that. A Dak needs somebody I pushing agree. him. Right, every position needs somebody pushing them. I don't care what your check says. You need somebody behind you that threatens your job because, as a competitor, you don't play your best unless you feel like somebody's going to take your spot if you slip up. That's that's, the, that's, that's science. That's just facts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I feel secure in my position, ah, my approach is different. Not to say I'm not going to play well. Not to say I'm not going to be, you know, one of the best in the world. But when there's somebody behind me, and you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I talked to Nate and talked to Charles Haley and some of these old, old, you know, old schools that were winning championships left and right. They said, yeah, my body was freaking hurting, but I'm not slipping up and missing a practice because I got so-and-so back here. I'm not giving him none of my reps. Yeah. 
Right? That's the mentality that, that, that you hear Jerry Jones speaking on, and that's what he wants for this organization. Yeah, I, I covered – I mentioned it on Media Mash yesterday because it had just broken, and so I, I talked about it. But I, I think Pat hit on probably the, the key point is that it's all moot. It's moot. Dak's going to be back within like a couple weeks, we think, maybe. He's already trying to get it back out there and do stuff. There's not going to be a window for Cooper Rush to take his job. And I don't and honestly, like Cooper Rush has played well in two starts. The defense has been the biggest factor in their wins. Okay. And that's and when Dak comes back, that's gonna be the key is that they've got to keep that complimentary football going. I just think it I think Jerry's feeling it a little bit. I think he's in a great mood. He probably thought after week one this season was in danger of going off the rails because they thought maybe Dak was going to be out for two months. Now it's a couple weeks, a few weeks here, and uh, he's dreaming of a situation like 20 – he would love 2016 again because that meant they went 13-3 and three and got the top seed in the NFC. Right. And uh, But, yeah, Dak, Dak's the guy. The check says it. What Dak has done since he's been here says it. And uh, – I just don't think there's really anything to it at the end of the day. You're not going to. Honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, Jerry, hey, Jerry wants to win football games. You know, a lot of people in the offseason thought, oh, well, they're trying to kind of, this is like a rebuilding year. They're just, you know, they're not spending money. They're just not trying to try that hard. He obviously wants to win. If it means that Cooper Rush could create a conversation potentially, like he's fine with that, you know? Yeah. You're not. And and I want Cooper Rush to go undefeated in Dak Prescott's did. Fact. What's also true is you're not going to bench your, you know, under 30 year old, $40 million quarterback who's only a couple seasons removed from being a couple yards shy of the franchise's single season passing record. It's just not going to happen. So I think that's more so to Jerry Jones's point. That's what he means when he says, that's how I think. He wants the backups at every position to play so well that it creates a conversation yeah. for the starting position. So to Isaiah's point, uh, it's, it's fight or flight. It's, you know, human psychology dictates that you're going to run faster if somebody's breathing on your neck. I think he, he also was, I don't know if relieved is the right word, but he was very, he said Cooper Rush exceeded my expectations after the game. I think, you know, there was some concern about, you know, what, what they could do offensively without Dak after what we saw in week one. And they played, played really well I think they're just like we seen Isaiah's raising his hand as well like there's a window now these two division games coming up here where now it's like you were worried about what the hell this record could be like going forward now you know there's some optimism they can build on what they did in week two yeah that's where a lot of this is coming from you you expect now to be in these games initially it looked like you weren't going to be in these games at all and it was going to be a moot point and Dak Prescott was going to come back you were going to have a losing record you just beat the reigning AFC champions it changes your whole mindset and I think Jerry Jones is on the list of the, the individuals around the team that may have had their expectations exceeded but with Cooper Rush moving forward what what where could he lead this offense because we've seen the high floor but we've also seen the low ceiling. He's not going to push this offense to new levels like a Dak Prescott can go go to. But at the same time, he's going to get you an opportunity to win. And that's the biggest thing for a backup quarterback. Can I add some more controversy to this? Of course. We love it. Take history out of it. Between your two quarterbacks, who's played better this year? Okay, this year it's Cooper Rush. In one start? In one, one start. Play. Cooper Rush. Had a better overall performance. Which quarterback won? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Stop. Just saying. I, 
Stop just it. I'm just throwing some extra on there. I'm just throwing some extra on there. Context matters. Just, the context matters. Context Absolutely. Matters. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying, if you wanted to throw some extra layers on there to this onion, uh, <laughs> you, could throw it, you could throw it on there. It's rotten, though. Yeah. It's rotten. It rotten it's rotten. It Absolutely is. rotten. It's not It's not good math. It's not good right. math. I say it's that, math that math ain't righteous. I, all I have is two games to look at. <laughs> He's got the spoon out. I got two games to look at this year. That's it. Two hands on the spoon. I got two games to look at. In the cauldron. Stirring it. It's, yeah. Isaiah's on the other side of this table, and he's like, know. he's like, I'm not saying, <laughs> but, I'm but I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> just no, throwing sir. it out there. No, no, we know who no, QB1 that, is. That math, yeah, that math ain't math. No, let's go. No, <laughs> no. Let's take our first break. Great segue. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the matchups you need to keep your eye on here in week three as the Cowboys prepare to take on the Giants. More Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA Equal Housing Lender Credit and Collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Glad you're with us here on this Say It With Your Chest Friday. And we've got a read that we have to put up there onto the airwaves. And it starts with joint former NFL players for our first game day minicamp, presented by Invisalign. 
Drop the kids off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 11.30 to 3.30 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant in the Star District. To register your footballer for camp, visit dallascowboys.com slash academy. Back here on Talking Cowboys, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker. Okay, I want you to give me matchups to watch. What position group, what player, what coach, doesn't matter, is going to be who you're keeping an eye on coming up on Monday Night Football. Rob Phillips, we'll start with you. I, I Maybe I'll just stick with what I've said the first two weeks, and I'll say C.D. Lamb against whoever C.D. Lamb is being covered by. And in this case, I'm expecting a Dory Jackson, mm-hmm. a lot of a Dory Jackson. He lined up against, I'm, I'm blanking on the receivers the first two weeks. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Robert, yeah. yeah, for Carolina. And he basically is shadowing whoever, whoever's the top guy. So can Robert C. Woods in the Robert first game. Robert Woods, first game. So can C.D. continue to build off what he did in week two and if they want to double him fine no brown's got to take advantage of it the other thing i would say i'm I'm, i'll I'll stick with just one okay isaiah dallas cowboys linebackers versus the entire offense Mm -hmm. of the new york giants Mm -hmm. simply because um you gotta obviously keep an eye on saquon and what his abilities are up front and then a lot of uh, brian deballs running a lot of concepts that are hanging around linebacker level so crossing routes, communication, all those things are going to play a huge part in how effective this defense is on getting them off the field off uh, after third down. So, do you think they can be successful with that? Because this is a yeah. this is a Giants team that is going to run downhill. The strength of the Cowboys second or second level in the linebackers is running downhill. So it's just a collision course. Is that a good matchup or a bad matchup for two teams that do pretty much the same thing very well? It just depends on how disciplined Dallas is. I mean, because, yeah, if you're just going to go run against the wall, you're probably not going to win that battle. But you have one of the most single-handedly gifted running backs in the league. I don't think there would be any question regarding that, and just mm-hmm. whether or not he's healthy or not. Um, in the, So you have him as an asset, as a New York Giant, but also you don't need a superstar receiver in this offense right now that the Giants are running. You just need guys to know where they're going. And – that's what I'm worried about for the for the Dallas Cowboys this week is whether or not their communication is as such. Micah hasn't played a whole lot of linebacker. Um, Anthony Bard is just getting settled in. They don't have – you think about it, they really don't have a ton of chemistry coverage-wise between Barr, Van Der Esch, and Parsons. Mm. That will be tested this week within that mid-range game. That's why I say that's something to be concerned about. For me, it's it's uh, youth on youth. Uh, I want to uh, draw a red circle around Tyler Smith at left tackle against Aziz Alujari, my former Ojalari. 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 Yeah. Okay. Ojalari. Your former dog, but yeah, but it, it, still it, don't it, got his it, name it tangle, right. It tangle, don't you do that? Because <laughs> I mean, you, sir. <laughs> you sir. You didn't get his name right. Apparently. Receiver. He it, loves, he's a huge he dog spice, fan. man. He loves. He no, no, I'm, I'm more than a fan, fan, sir. I'm yeah. alum, so don't don't fan me. Alum, <laughs> tuition went there. My okay, I pay, di- I pay for this. That's different. That's different, level. That's different yeah. level. I'm a big um, fan just of like, North Texas. It's his very own Jalen Dardine too. Every, every I mean, once in a while, I still really good player. Certain names like Hadjulahu, right? Certain names when you throw that J in the middle, you really you're testing my my resolve here. But nonetheless, Tyler versus Aziz. Aziz is likely to make Aziz. 
is likely to make his 2022 debut for the Giants. He's been battling a calf injury. He was limited in practice, but uh, let him tell it he's going to play. Um, and he led the Giants in sacks last season with six, six and a half, something like that. Uh, and I can tell you from his days at Georgia and also looking at his NFL film, he can be a game wrecker uh, if you don't account for him and if sometimes you don't send help. I'm curious to see if Tyler Smith – and, I, again – I harken back to what I said yesterday. I saw Tyler Smith stand Vita Vea up. So I believe that that strength is going to come into play here. I don't believe that you're going to have to send help over there um, for Tyler Smith against Aziz. That said, there will be times where I believe both of those players will get their licks in. I think Tyler is going to win a lot of those matchups. I think Aziz is going to win one or two of those matchups. But the matchups that Aziz wins, uh, you have to hope that he doesn't get hands on Cooper Rush in those particular instances. So if he, if he happens to get into the backfield – Cooper Rush, keep your head on a swivel because that guy will uh, he'll make you pay on your blind side. I think this is a great matchup. I, I really do because Ojolari specifically, when he was coming out of the draft, it was the speed off the edge. I mean, okay. he's a quick, athletic, moving. He's not going to outstrength the guy. That's what Tyler Smith does well, though. So it's speed versus strength. Yep. I was just about to make a statement. I'm glad you said that. That's the type of player that's going to give Tyler Smith problems. Yeah. Simply because Tyler Smith's pad level is still high. Tyler Smith is very strong. You talk to any of these amazing offensive linemen that have come through with the Dallas Cowboys and you ask them about his technique, the boy's strong. And his strength bails him out of a lot while his technique is trying to catch up. But his technique is still behind where they need it to be and where he wants it to be. The reason why he was able to stay in Vita Vea is because Vita Vea is not trying to run around you. Mm -hmm. Vita Vea is trying, trying to run, run through, through you. you. Well, Tyler Smith welcomes that, right? So that's a, so he was showed that force on force. Tyler Smith's going to struggle when he has to bend. Mm. So if this guy can bend around corners, and he can, he can, and, and, and this yeah. is this is why this is the mat, the biggest matchup for me yeah. because Aziz, his bend, his ability to burn the edge, his speed rush, it's it's up there. Uh, it, it's it's a talent. Um, so when you look at the brutality and the brute force that Tyler Smith can play with, and I love how how Kyle, uh, Kyle positioned it, it is exactly strength versus speed. It's power versus speed, which like is going that. to win. Like As I said, <laughs> there are going to be times where Tyler wins this matchup, and there are going to be times where that speed from Aziz yeah, is going to the thing is, is going to get the rookie. And, and, that's, um, and that's every game. But you just right? hope that but that doesn't turn into a catastrophic play for the Cowboys. That's every game. But the thing is, if you allow a defensive end to get two big plays, that's a game wrecker. Yeah. You need two plays out of 60. Mm-hmm. And that that individual can wreck the game. Well, yeah. see, and this is what I mean. I think he'll win a couple of those matchups against Tyler. I, I think that's you know a foregone conclusion. The question then becomes, what's the what's the domino effect of it? So, is it a play where Cooper Rush realizes, or he feels it on the backside and and gets that ball out quicker, or rolls out to the right to buy himself a little bit more time, you know, to get that ball out, whatever the case may be? It just you're going to see. Aziz in the Cowboys' backfield yeah. on a couple of occasions. Prepare yourself for that. The question is, if you're the Cowboys, are you ready to – here's the 5%, Cooper Rush. Channel that 5%. Don't go down because he will not only sack you, yeah. but he will force the turnover he's gonna as force, well. He's he going to get the force football the turnover out. As well. So one of my – this is my draft report on Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Got to the outside quicker than most college offensive tackles could adjust, even in the SEC – a blistering quick first step that corners opponents and keeps everyone off balance. What does that sound like is the weak point of Tyler Smith's game? Footwork, off balance, getting to the outside, being on an island. I mean, college offensive tackles, he's still a rookie. He's only had two NFL games. 
He's had, of course, an entire offseason to work, but this is a matchup for Tyler Smith that is going to be a test. If he plays well, it's going to be a huge moving or a huge part moving forward. If he doesn't play well, it's going to be a talking point for other NFL defenses. Around I, the I think you can add just the left side of the line. Everything Nosi said, and then add Matt Farniak if he is the starter at left guard again. Mm-hmm. Because DJ Reader, I mentioned him, he, he was a tough matchup inside for them last week. Dexter Lawrence is 340 pounds, played well last week for them against Carolina. And um, and Mike McCarthy even said it like they're going to challenge the young side of that line with movement and different things that throw them off technique wise, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think that that left side is one. If you're the Giants defense, you're like, oh, maybe we go at these young guys and see what they can do. Yeah, good point. And they, they've done that. The stunts on on both levels, both teams, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, they've challenged the left side of that offensive line. They're going to do it again. Rob, I want to go back to your matchup, though. I, I'm really intrigued by. C.D. Lamb this week, even if Michael Gallup is in the fold or if he's without being in the fold, if he's available or not available, what kind of game do you expect him to have? He seemed like he took a better step last week, but still not where you would want him to be. He hasn't been dominant yet. He still hasn't had a 100-yard receiving game since the Minnesota game in Week 8 last year. Can he get back to that in Week 3? I think I, he, he absolutely needs to. I mean, I'm sure. What was his stats in this game? He didn't have a seven ton. for seventy-five, and I think that's about it. 11, seven catches on eleven targets. Yeah, from from Cooper Rush in a backup quarterback situation, I will take that. I mean, I really would take that. And it to me, it, it's a collective thing. It's like it has to involve other guys too. Noah's got to do what he did last week too, and be able to make it a picker pick your poison type deal for the for the defense and. I don't know if Gallup's going to play. I don't know, No, see, What do you think? How many snaps I, I, I think play? he plays, and I, I think that he gets targeted three times. Maybe you get, you know, you hope you get two catches out of those three. But if you get one catch and that catch is a first as a chain mover, it sends the message you needed to send. The rest is him decoy. Uh, 15 snaps, maybe 15 to 20. I think that's a good, you know, touchdown or touching down point to start acclim- or reacclimating him to game speed. Yeah. So IRS, like uh, Mike said, don't expect 70 from from Gallup, which is what you, in line with what you said. I, but I do think his presence out there can help CD and help a little bit open things up a little bit, maybe. I don't Absolutely. think so. No? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think as he's going to have to earn the respect that the former Michael Gallup. Their team, he's not just going to step on the field and guys will be like, uh-oh, Michael Gallup's back. He's going to be like, let's see what he got. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Who, who is he? Who is he now? If he goes out there, and makes a couple of plays, like like early on, Godwin made a couple of plays. Like okay, okay, he's he, back. All right, he's back. All right, respect. Let's, let's go back. Is. Yeah, let's go back to the way we were supposed to play him. You yeah. know, but like he's gonna have to prove that they're not gonna give him that respect. So he just steps on the field. Patrick doesn't think so. I, I, you think as soon as he steps on the field, they're gonna game plan around get Michael Gallup? You don't have a choice but to. This is a form. Really? Th- this, listen, this coming is off a, of this injury, you you have to assume if, if you're Brian Dayball, you have to assume that this guy is as close to physically as close to 100% as possible. So the, the rest is the mental hurdles, the mental block of it, right? But you have to assume that what was that? I don't know what that was. All right, keep going. Okay. You have to <laughs> everything happens on this show. You have to assume <laughs> that a former 1000-yard receiver might just hit the ground running. And then especially if you look at a situation like Chris Godwin, although Godwin did leave that game with injury, uh he was he affected the game when he was there. It, the first couple of catches, we immediately said, "Oh man." Right, that's kind of to Isaiah's point, though. You didn't play that game game plan. No, but what I'm saying, right? And what I'm saying is, he made 
at least two two of his three catches were impact catches. So if you're Brian okay. Dayball, you look at Godwin as as the comp, and you say, well, Godwin came off of a torn ACL. Godwin was immediately able to hit the ground running. Godwin can damage a game. Okay, let's look at Michael Gallup. Well, Gallup can show, has shown he can break a game open. I'm just not going to downplay this guy because the one impact play that he might make against us might be early because we're downplaying him, and it might be a touchdown or it might be a, a big gain or something like that. Couldn't and now it open up a big play on the their, other side. But with their style of defense, it doesn't matter. They're not giving anything over the top. I just, I don't, I so just like don't they see. Just, they just they're going to play safe anyways. This is a bend but don't break defense. They're going to make Cooper Rush be patient, be diligent, work his way all the way down the field, have a 12 to 15 play drive, and prove that he can score touchdowns they're not going to allow anybody to put the ball over over their head they're just they're just not so a Michael Gallup coming back into the fold his biggest threat to you is getting behind you they're not going to allow that most likely that's going to be their game plan so he's going to have to prove I can catch this little 12 yard route make somebody miss trusting my knees good and he's gonna he's got to prove they're not going to just say okay let's go double team him no, it's, we're it's not, not, not going to happen. And we're not saying that there's. And there's no reason going, to double team CD right yeah, now. Fact, but we're not saying no. they're going to say go double team him. But your answer to the question of if his return would positively impact CD, you said no. The answer is yes. But how? The fact that Michael Gallup is on the field creates attention, even if it's zone. If you're playing zone, but I'm saying if you're playing zone, okay, you're not. They're not going to play man. Right off the bat, they have no reason to play man because you're susceptible to getting beat when you play man. Okay, so if you're going to come out and your base defense is zone. And you're not having to double up on any receiver because there's no receiver on this offense right now that's shown worthy of being doubled. Dalton Schultz, whether he is out there or not, that's somebody that you may or may not have to worry about because he's trying to figure out how to get healthy. You're playing a simple base defense and saying, hey, you back there, quarterback, beat us and and be persistent. There's no huge threats right now. The offense of the Dallas Cowboys has not shown that they can threaten anybody this year. Okay, so let me me give you a scenario in which defense is playing zone, okay, Kellen Moore, I put this on your on your lap, on your shoulders. Scheme against this with the return, with the possible likely return of Michael Gallup. Let's say this is a situation where Kellen Moore says, "Okay, they're they're playing zone. I see zone. We put Gallup on the outside. We put CD in the slot. This is how it positively impacts CD because even if you're in the zone, what happens is when the play gets snapped." Your guys, they're reading their areas, they're reading their zones, but I can guarantee you they're less likely to cheat and close down in on CD in the slot on that possible slant when Michael Gallup is on the outside. You can't then shade your eyes inside because you're like, oh, well, this is, you know, possible rookie third-round pick Jalen Tolbert. Uh, We don't know what he can do, but we know what CD can do. Instead, it's Gallup is out here, Lamb is out here. I have to stick to my area, to my assignment. Now that gives that split second more for Lamb to get that break on his in route. So I, to I, my point, on paper. So, it's, it's not been played yet. Of course it's on paper. I know, but I'm saying, but like, <laughs> I'm saying it's as a, a player, it's, it's, as a former player, I you have to respect me when you show me that you're that you that you're respectable. Say, all coming I'm off of ACL, you got to show me you can play again. All I'm saying That's is it. the fact that Gallup, if he's on the field Monday night, it will positively impact the the routes, the spacing, the possible separation that you see CeeDee Lamb get. If they do, in fact, stick to a zone, if you're killing more, all you have to do is challenge that zone and challenge their attention 
by putting both on the same side of the field every once in a while. I think it's a great debate because every team is going to think of it differently. They're going to have this internal debate in their own right. Should we respect Michael Gallup? Should we not respect Michael Gallup until he shows us that he's actually back to being 100% Michael Gallup? These are the types of conversations that coaching staffs have week in and week out because it's never supposed to be cut and dry on paper, off of paper. doesn't matter. It's never like that in the NFL. But, yeah, good points on both sides of things. We need to take our second break because when we come back, we're going to tell you how to win some money on DraftKings, and we're going to try and redeem ourselves in Pick'ems after the worst Pick'em week. Worst Pick'em week in the history of Talking Cowboys. I need you guys to to focus up. We were bad last week. We'll be right back. I'm a winner. Sprinkles up for one. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, as always, smiling for the camera. Good debate in that last segment on whether or not teams should respect Michael Gallup in his first game back. Speaking of respecting, what? You know what we did not mention? What did mm. we not mention? In Rob's report. Mm. What? Rob P. 
Did I miss something? Yeah. What did we miss? Golly, what did I miss? Golly. 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 Tell me. Dennis. Dennis Houston is back yeah, on the uh, practice yeah. squad. And Mika yeah. Tafua. And Mika, and Mika Tafua. Tafua. Yep. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Tafua train lives. They had two open spots because they had signed Maher and Cooper Rush. Nice. Last week from the practice squad. My like on on the game I did play by play on the like the best highlight of the whole second half was Amika Tafua sack. Yep. That was like the only highlight that happened in the entire second half, and I like blew it out of the water. They're like up by ten in a preseason game. <laughs> I'm like Tafua. I was like, I need this for the demo reel. <laughs> I need this to cut later. Kid's got some skills. He does. He needs some refinement, but he's he's got some uh, he's got some talent. Exactly. Some talent. Exactly. And that's what the practice squad with sixteen people does. Now, so I, I do like so that, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, when when the true QB one is mm-hmm. back in the mix. Uh, how how Dennis Houston shuffle. plays into that because Houston is most definitely a Dak guy. So. All right. Mm. Speaking of guys, we need to pick some guys under the radar for DraftKings. You can play online for a million dollars every single week, and uh, daily fantasy is getting more and more popular, of course. But we've got some under the radar guys. I don't think we're going to have a graphic because since it's a Monday night game, they don't have the accurate pricing up yet. We'll have it again next week. But, Rob, who's a guy that you want to say is a value pick on the backside of things? Maybe Tony Pollard. Okay. You know, he had four catches for 55 yards last week. I'm thinking more pass game necessarily than the run game. But Now, the 46-yard gain was a big part of that. But I was just looking at what they did. Then we were talking about Gallup. They need a third guy to step up in the passing game. I mean, obviously, CD, I mentioned him, Noah Brown. But that was they were the only two receivers, wide receivers, that had catches last week. Dennis Houston got one target, did not have a reception. So maybe it's Tony Pollard stepping up. You mentioned it, no seed, like Dalton Schultz, may not, or Isaiah. Dalty. Dalty may not be in this game. So somebody's going to have to step up and be, Salty more, be more versatile. Could be Tony. These are sleepers, right? Yeah. I'm going with Hindershot. Oh, okay. Mm. I like it. I don't see Dalton playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if he does play, I think they bring him in there as a just-in-case type of deal. I think Hindershot is the most explosive person at that position, uh, the biggest playmaker, and I think they give him opportunity, um, give him a shot. That's nice. I like it. I'm, I'm going to stick to the tight end uh, room, uh, but I'm going to go away from Hendershot only because I don't know yet, or we don't know yet, what their thoughts are on Sean McEwen. We heard McCarthy mention him. McEwen might be up, and if so, that's going to impact Peyton Hay- uh, Hendershot. Yeah. So, but, so I'm going to go with Jake Ferguson. Uh, in the event Don Schultz is not able to go on Monday night, I think the large bulk of that work will go, even if McEwen is, is elevated, is going to go to Jake Ferguson. Uh, I think Jake Ferguson is somebody to keep an eye on also because the Cowboys and Cowboys Kellen Moore specifically has shown he can scheme up an impact game for a tight end against the Giants at MetLife. So if Schultz isn't going, give me Jake Ferguson. All right. I like it. And uh, by the way, if you want to be a part of our Pick'em segment coming up in approximately 30 seconds, give us a call, 888-855-2297. I forgot to mention that earlier. So 888-855-2297. We may have to catch you up a little bit. But I'm going to catch you up on how things went last week, gentlemen. All this ketchup. Man. The worst, yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. The worst <laughs> week, pick em wise, in the history of this show. Who's the winner? You cooking the books again? No. Oh. I wish. I wish I was cooking the books. We all went one and five. What? Except for Isaiah. <laughs> who, went, who went two and four. That's right. Oh. He got one game. It's a more. blowout. <laughs> it's, it's a blowout. <laughs> so what happened was, this is the explanation of the whole deal, we all picked Pittsburgh. We all picked um, 
what was the other game I said that we all picked? Oh, the Raiders. They both lost. Then everybody picked the Ravens, except for Isaiah and I. That was one game we got right. And then everybody picked the Panthers, except for Rob, who got that right. Everybody picked the Bengals, except for Patrick, who got that right. And then Isaiah was able to distance himself a little bit because he picked the Eagles when everybody else picked the Vikings. So that's how he got the two wins, and that's how we all got the one win. Even the fans last week, not represented great by Anthony and Miami, our guy. Mm. He went 0-5 in the non-Cowboys games, but he picked the Cowboys. So that's what, what are the got standings, Kyle? To win. So Isaiah is leading by a comfortable twinkle. one game. <laughs> twinkle in his eyes. That's right. Isaiah is five and seven overall. That's right. The fans, Rob and I, are four and eight overall, God, and then Patrick is... is in last at three and nine. Well, here, here's the thing about last week. I, I obviously sold, obviously sold my soul to make sure the Cowboys got their win. And that, that's that's how my pickums went. Okay, right? but but honestly, real real talk. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens, the Panthers, you know, those are teams that were leading and just gave up the the goat at the end. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, things didn't go that well for me. But what do they say? The one about, I got was the one that mattered most. What do they say about almosts, Isaiah? What do you count for cigars and hand grenades? Yeah, that's what Horse I've shoes. heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You play to win the game. Thank you, Beamer. Welcome right. to Talking Cowboys, Patrick Walker. Mm. It's time for our Pick'em segment, <laughs> and we've got our friend Matt in North Carolina on the line. Matt, how's it going, my friend? Good, gentlemen. What's going on? Nothing much. Yeah, so let's let's great. see if we can we can re- rebound this week. And it starts things off with an NFC East battle at noon on Sunday. The Eagles and the Commanders. Matt, who you got? I got the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles are looking really good. Hurts is going to lead them, unfortunately. But I got the Eagles winning this one. There you go. On the road. Rob? I'm a Jalen Hurts believer. Give me Philly on the road. Mm. I'm going to take Philly as well in a close one. I think Washington makes this a game, Isaiah. Eagles are very powerful birds. (laughs) What about commanders? They're majestic, too. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty powerful, too. <laughs> okay, Patrick? I should go all the way out on the limb and pick a tie here because I don't want either to win. But mm. uh, Philly is, is surging at the moment, and the commanders are still the commanders until further notice. So okay. Philly wins this one. All right, we've got a battle of unbeatens on CBS at noon. This is the game I will be watching, no doubt. The Bills on the road against the Dolphins. Both teams 2-0, both teams with some massive firepower. Patrick, who you got? Oh, uh, you know, I picked against the Dolphins, and um, I, I don't believe that Waddle and Hill are going to rack up yards like they did against, um, you know, last week against, against this Bills the defense. Um, that said, that speed kills, man. Give me the Dolphins. Ooh, Dolphins speed pick at kills. home. I'm actually going to join Patrick. I'm going to say Miami. Beating the Bills. The Bills are the Super Bowl pick. If I had to yeah, make a yeah, pick for the yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. it's the but Bills. They drop this but I think they lose this yeah, game. They drop Isaiah. This. Go with Buffalo. They got Leslie Frazier as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Matt, who you got? I got Buffalo all day. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to pick up again. I picked against the Bills in week one like a stupid head. <laughs> Which, why? I'm not doing that again. <laughs> stupid well, head. Well, the Dolphins yeah. made me pay last week. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they did. They so did. I'm, I'm, going with this I'm, time, I'm not picking against Buffalo until they lose a game. <laughs> Boom. Uh, uh, Patriots at home against the Ravens. Both teams one and one. Isaiah. Picking another bird. Ravens? Okay, Patrick. Uh, Ravens let me down last week, but it was because of their defense, which now has JPP in the mix, as Isaiah mentioned. I think Lamar gets back in his bag as he did last week. I'm going Ravens again. Matt? I'm going Ravens, too. 
I'm going to do... Yeah, do it. Do Just it. do uh, it, Kyle. We'll do it, Patriots. Kyle. Another game on you. Patriots at home. Who you got? I'm picking up another one, Ravens. <laughs> up another one. Uh, another two teams one. that should not be 0-2, but they are 0-2, and, and that's the Raiders on the road against the Titans. Rob, who you got? Raiders and Titans? Yep. Uh, I think the Titans get that one at home. Okay. Isaiah? Uh, the Raiders have to figure it out, so I'm going the Raiders. Matt? I'm going with Raiders. Patrick? Devontae Adams versus this Titans defense. I'm going the Raiders. Give me the Raiders, too, on the road. Oh, there's a couple other really good games. Packers and the Buccaneers. Who? Tom Brady hosting Aaron Rodgers in Tampa. Give me the Packers to win on the road. Isaiah. I'm going with the Tampa. Tampa. The what? Tampa. (laughs) Tampa. (laughs) What? You're going with Did the what? Really? I'm sorry, you're going with the what now? So the Tampa. Yeah, the, 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 the Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> Patrick. This show is what do you think just... I said, huh? Oh, Patrick, my God. Go, Patrick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make your pick. This, yeah, this this show is just hemorrhaging. <laughs> um, we're all going to get Do I need to say Bay? I'm going with, uh, I think this is a situation <laughs> where Tom Brady looks at one of the also one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, and he says, I'm not going to be outdone. So give me Tom Brady in Tampa. Okay. Tampa Bay. Good go. job. Bucks. Thank you. <laughs> Pronunciation, Rob. Yeah. Matt, who you got? Uh, I bet against Tampa Bay week one. I won't do it again. I take TB12. Yeah. All right. There you go. All right. That's five games in the bucket. Let's go to the Cowboys on the road for the first time in 2022 against the New York Giants. Rob, who you – or no, we'll start with Matt. Matt, who you got in this one? Um, yeah. Cowboys against New York Giants, you oh, said, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. How about them Cowboys, baby? Yeah. Taking, taking Dallas all day. Getting after it. You're on the East Coast, but you're still picking the Cowboys. Matt, thanks for calling in. Good luck this week. Thanks for uh, supporting us, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. There he goes. Matt in North Carolina trying to pick it up for the fans. Rob. Thanks, Matt. I'm not going all day. I think it's going to be a close game. And I said 20 to first team to 20 is what I've been saying all week. So I'm going to go 20 to 19 Cowboys. I think both defenses are, are surging right now, and it's going to be tough for both offenses. But I'll take the Cowboys in a close one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Patrick first. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think the Cowboys get it done. I'm going to go 21-13. Cowboys take this one. Okay. Isaiah. 20 to 17. Giants. Ooh. Now, just for a little context, Isaiah did win a Super Bowl ring with the New York Giants. So let's <laughs> oh, yeah. throw that in there. No, no. I, he did, he I, did win a ring. Is that, is that bias? I, I get a sense of uh, <laughs> underestimation. Okay. For it's these pungent. guys. It's because they don't have the big <laughs> personnel names. Okay. I think people are really overlooking pungent. this team because okay. of their, their previous history. And they look at their personnel and they're like, ah. We should be able to stomp these guys. Yeah, not so fast, Mark. But it could be argued you're doing the same against a Cowboys who team who has a wide receiver unit that's mostly unheard of. I hear you. And we were we were talking earlier in the week. This defense for the Cowboys is good enough to where they should win you football games. And Mm -hmm. in a matchup like this, I even went out and said they should be able to beat them by 20. Doesn't mean they will beat them by 20. I said they should have that caliber. But they're still going to beat them by 20. Give me the Cowboys this week, 26-6. to They're not going to score a lot of points, but they're not going to give up a whole lot. And the defense is 
scores a touchdown this week. It's to bound to happen. Six. Daniel six to Jones six. turns the ball <laughs> over. Four turnovers, twice. a touchdown on the defensive yeah. side of the football. The offense scores a little bit late. Give me the Cowboys by 20, 26 to six. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys this week. Hope you have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Get ready for Monday Night Football because we'll be back on Tuesday to break it all down for you. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and Patrick Walker, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you on Tuesday, Monday Night Football. Cowboys, Giants on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?